Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks, and welcome in. It is the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sports. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel with the Odds Makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Not in that order, although I think official titles deem it that that is the order in which we should probably introduce you. What's up, guys? Good afternoon, John. Matching shirts. <laughs> How's it going? John, I almost, I told John, did. I, yeah, I have the exact shirt. Yeah. We usually FaceTime so we can see what each other's wearing, yeah, but we I, didn't have time today. I got to say, I have to go somewhere for another gig after this, and we're all wearing a lot of buttons. So there's a lot of buttons. There's long sleeves on this desk. This you're, really, Matt, you're upset at Jay and me because you have to go to your other job and we're here late. Is that is that correct, or you say that's exaggerated? No, I would say that maybe I'm not upset, but there was there was an right. episode a few weeks back in right. which Jay got a little snippy with us because we were you know we were talking hoops, we were having fun, and apparently we had to hurry up <laughs> so Jay could get somewhere. But when Jay doesn't have to get somewhere, twenty minutes uh, late after taping mm-hmm. time. Well, is he's fine. the he's the star of the show. That's very true. So we <laughs> have to work around his schedule. I'm, I'm just playing ref here. All My right. buttons are stressed, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen you in that shirt. No? No. They look good, guys. Yeah. They look good. Right. Speaking let's of good. It. Let's talk about the game. Super Bowl 57 was pretty good from an actual game standpoint. A lot of fun. Back and forth affair, especially in the second half. But can I just say really quickly, I saw a lot of tap dancing on the grave of the Chiefs at halftime. And I get it. Mahomes looked like he was going to be injured. And maybe it was a 10-point game. Mm-hmm. I think we've watched football before. Anybody out there who was, you know, counting their money already when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles. You learned a lesson, but you should probably have learned it a little bit earlier. Ten points is nothing. Come on. Did you take the plus three at half? Is that what you're saying? No, actually, I did not. Um, I was unfortunate. You you guys are going to laugh at me here. So I was at an environment in which um, the only thing I had in front of me was my laptop because my phone had died, Mm -hmm. and I could not get to my mobile apps in which to double up on the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't have a phone charger where you were at? No, not not at uh, the establishment, which is uh, known for its crazy eyes. No. Okay. Uh, Okay, well... I, I mean, I know what you're saying, especially with this Kansas City team. I think I saw a stat that, like, the last nine times they trailed going into the second half, they won. Yep. That's really? amazing. But we really – we thought they were cooked at halftime. Maybe I was just being negative, but they, it didn't look like they could stop Philadelphia on offense. It, at the time, it looked to me like the only reason they were still in the game was that fumble return for a touchdown. And then, of course, you had Mahomes go limping to the sideline. So, yeah, I thought Philadelphia was done. And – uh that would not have been, or uh, Kansas City was done and Philadelphia was going to win, I should say. Yeah. And that would not have been good for us because we did poorly enough on the total and, and the props didn't go well. We were very concerned at halftime. We were kind of waving the white flag, really. I mean, we, we had a pretty big decision going on. And with the, going into the game needing Chiefs and under and seeing yeah. what, uh, you know, uh, I get, you know, what happened in the second quarter, especially right there at the late with the um, home situation. Mm-hmm. Again, we thought Philadelphia was going to be able to run the ball all night long, and they were cooked, and we were cooked. And it looked like it was going to be a track meet, which it was at that time. But, uh, you know, still 73 points were scored. Somehow we did okay on the, the propositions. The only way I can explain that would be it was spread out. Mm. 
you know, this, some of the superstars. I mean, Kelsey, I, I don't even know what he had in the second half. Maybe one or two catches. Oh, somebody who was sweating that thing out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had two catches. Two catches, on, yeah, on the, during the second half. I mean, that saved us. Yeah. Uh, him not scoring in the second half was obviously very good for us. But, you know, still, 73 points scored, I, it was spread out. And then we've got to thank Mahomes for that. He kind of spread the ball out and got all his other uh, teammates involved. Mm-hmm. The chief stuff was spread out, and that saved us a lot. But on the other side, it actually helped us that it wasn't spread out. Jalen Hurts had all three of the rushing touchdowns, yep. which meant that Boston Scott didn't score a touchdown and Miles Sanders didn't score a touchdown. Once you've paid them for their touchdown, you don't have to pay them again. So it really helped us a lot that Hurts – every time Philadelphia got down by the goal line, we'd all be in the back room going, oh, Hurts, just score again. We already paid Hertz touchdown props. We we'll, don't have to pay those twice. Uh, we, we definitely got a little lucky on some of the bigger props because uh, I thought the prop numbers were going to be a lot worse. If you told me that they were going to score 73 points, I would have thought we would lose a lot more on props. So overall, the day was positive, negative, or whatever? Moderate. Moderate, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. I'd say just above a small winner, but uh, we'll take it. I mean, we did okay on the futures. Yeah. Uh, we did pretty good in the other states. Uh, here we had, uh, I mean, the over is really the killer. I mean, but that was over <laughs> very quickly. That, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, by the time we got through three quarters of the first quarter, I kind of gave up on that and we started rooting for the propositions. But uh, we did well um, in the end game. We did okay. We had some guys. Yeah. Uh, Overall. We had some guys thinking that the that the Eagles were going to blow them out and the Chiefs were done and they were laying big numbers on Philadelphia in game. And I thought that helped us. And that's the exact opposite, I think, what we would normally expect, right, Jay? Normally we'd expect if the team fell behind and they came back, that'd be bad for us. Mm-hmm. In the past, it's been really bad for us. Like the, like the New England-Atlanta Super Bowl, it was disastrous for us when that happened. But this time they, were, they saw Mahomes go to the sideline too, and they were betting Philadelphia. They were laying like minus 7, minus 7, 120, something like that. And it ended up being great for us to get that win as well. Yeah, they were even laying all the way up to minus seven and a half, minus a dollar twenty, and we were just watching the ticker, and it was all Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody saw them limping, everybody saw them wincing on the sidelines right before halftime. But we did kind of wonder what he got at halftime. You what know? do you think they give a guy like like what? What, what does it cost? Well, but two it, part so, question. So it, and oh wait, three. Can can I afford it? I know you three guys. Three part are, question. We're we're laughing about this. Like obviously, maybe he was given some some something to help him out in terms of numbing the pain. You think? But no. But from everything I've read, that actually takes like an hour or so to uh-huh. actually take effect. Yeah, but we don't know. But that to my point, are you sure they don't have special drugs for somebody yes. like that? I would oh, say probably. Thanks. Not. I mean, uh, the, somebody of his uh, level of, of fame and wealth. Like, like when the rich people go to, to Europe and they do so that. you're alleging they have, like, fast-acting Toradol. Well, well, how does LeBron James, what is, what is LeBron James taking? I mean, have you ever stubbed your toe? The yeah. pain is pretty intense at first, and then it goes away. Okay. I think they actually crushed it. <laughs> he right. snorted it? Gummed it. <laughs> how do you think he, I've watched YouTube. How do you think he took it? Uh, well, okay, we're making quite a few accusations here. I don't want to. I don't want us to get in any trouble in any way. Well, shape, I'm not or accusing form. anyone of anything. I'm just saying. Do you think that I do could you, have access to these drugs myself? Here's the thing. Whatever they gave him, do you also think the longer halftime helps? Oh right? yeah, it, Rihanna's performing. It's a yeah. longer performance. Philadelphia, uh, so I think, got the ball first in the second half. I believe that. No, 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 no. They got the no, ball first. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So that performed very fast. Yeah. It went from nine and a half. I mean, the over/under songs played at halftime went from nine and a half up to ten and a half. I think they were trying to keep her out there in just that extra, I don't know, 10 minutes? Great performance, Certainly by the way. Up. I'm just going to say it. Did you like it? Uh, I very much enjoyed it. 
So we're all over the place. I wanted to focus on a couple of things really quickly yes. before we get to a lot of different things because there's a lot that comes from this game. I wanted to go back to the in-game stuff really quick, and we'll tie this into Mahomes. You guys mentioned the ticker was lighting up, right? All Eagle stuff for you guys. What is a what is a regular game like for you guys in terms of setting in-game lines? Because I would assume that whatever system you guys have to set in-game lines, you during a situation like that in which Mahomes looks like he's injured, you guys put it into manual and you kind of mess with it more. Uh, right from like an actual person standpoint as opposed to letting the algorithm do its job. Am I wrong in assuming that? No, you're not. And, and, and I'd go a step further. If, if a player of Mahomes' level was hurt and it was just some regular game, we might not even have in-game betting. Yeah. We might just say, let's pull this thing down until we find out what's going on with Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. We probably just close it. Mm-hmm. It's the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you've got to get – you don't want to just close it down. Uh, and then, you, yeah, you're going you're gonna to look at what the algorithms have. You're going to look at what the markets have. You're going to look at the way you're being bet on it, and you go from there. That was pretty interesting because I think, if I remember correctly, the halftime line might have been somewhere in the range of uh, – it, it was, was a little it was three. Four, four it was, and a half? It was yeah. three. No, it was three. Three? Three, 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 three and a half's out there. Yeah, right? we had 320. Okay. We did very – the other thing we did really well on at halftime actually was the second half went over. And we had a lot of players betting us under at halftime, under second half, and we didn't really understand it. Yeah. Like, I guess that was Maybe also Maybe they thought it was a Mahomes. 49ers situation but and that just, Mahomes wasn't going to play and so I the Eagles just going to run the ball the rest of the way. I mean, you didn't understand it. I just said at It was half, like limping, well, I, wincing. At, at halftime, I can you remember saying. You did one of these, saying, right, where you, like, you put yes. his head on the shoulder of that, whoever that, he was sitting okay, next Okay, that's true. Bed. But at halftime, I remember th- we were all back there thinking they can't stop Philadelphia whatsoever. The only time Philadelphia got stopped was they – they had it was fourteen to seven. They had they had a third down or a fourth down at midfield. They committed a false start, third and six, and then they fumbled for a touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been twenty-one to seven after that drive. Kansas City couldn't stop the Eagles whatsoever in that game, so we were shocked at how everybody came in on the under. That that definitely was surprising us at the time. Yeah, there was a lot of people talking about how they thought Philly was going to run it, shorten the game up. You know, just keep it going and keep it away from them. Mm-hmm. And since they couldn't stop the Eagles' rushing game, th- that made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, with, with you got the limping, they, the wincing. Philadelphia and say, scored yeah. so fast that it, I mean, yeah. yeah, they were running it, but they would still just go, whoop, touchdown. So I, I don't know. that It surprises. It worked out very well for us. So let's go to the second half because there's a lot of interesting moments that I know that you guys would like to discuss. You brought up a couple already. John, I want to go to you on this first because I, this is an interesting moment for me. So first drive of the, sec- the second half, 10 plays, 75 yards. Chiefs go right down. They score a touchdown. They make it 24-21. On the next drive, the Eagles have a 17-play, 60-yard drive that takes up seven minutes and 45 seconds. Jay's point. And they decide to kick that field goal yeah. to go up 27-21 as opposed to go for it, yeah. uh, what you guys are talking about. And when you mention that and you talk about kicking and analytics and whatnot, for a team that had been aggressive as they were on the Kansas City 15, I thought that was a mistake. A six-point lead in today's National Football League means absolutely nothing. Well, they choked. Sorry, they, what, was the, what was the situation? Fourth and what? Fourth and six on the Kansas Fourth City 15. Fourth and six, okay. Yeah. Well, they choked. They, they like – like, Jay's, Jay's right, they were eating up the clock by running, but the only thing that could stop either team was themselves. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, they got stopped on one of their drives in the first half because Andy Reid kicked a field goal on fourth and two. He should have gone for that. Butker missed that kick. Philadelphia, they kicked a field goal to go up by six. I can remember immediately saying in the back room, okay, now Kansas City's going to be up by one. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned the, the fumble that hurts that Kansas City scored a touchdown on. So that's why I was surprised by the under bets because the only thing that really stopped either offense from scoring yep. – was bad choices to kick. I I was surprised too when Philadelphia punted in the fourth quarter. Mm. 
I think that was on like fourth and two. It was fourth I know and they, three of the Philadelphia third. I know they were buried on their side of the field, and I know it's easy to say that after the long punt return. I get it. But before they even kicked the ball, I remember being shocked that they were going to punt. I You're mean, averaging about seven yards of play. Giving up yeah. possession in that game was worth – the possession was worth so much to punt on fourth and three. And Kansas City, of course, scored a touchdown anyway. Uh, Sirianni, he got a little cocky. And I, I think he, uh, I think he choked the game away a little bit. I mean, I know everybody's going to blame the refs and praise Mahomes, and I get it to an extent on both sides. But I think Sirianni gave away the game. The other moment that I wanted to, before we get to the big one, do you go for two if you're Andy Reid when you score the touchdown to go up 34-27, make it a nine-point game as opposed to an eight-point game with an extra point? Yeah. Because, because I, I was watching it with our, our, you know, our colleague, our friend Adam Hill, mm-hmm. uh, who Love works for Adam. a local missive out here, Las Vegas Review Journal. And we both immediately were like, yeah, I think you should go for two here. Yes. Because you make this a two-possession game in a game that has been wild, like you guys have mentioned. They, but by the way, the next drive, it was eight plays, 75 yards. Philadelphia went and down immediately, got a two-point conversion uh, that Octopus hit, which we'll hit on momentarily. Uh, but I thought that Andy Reid not going for two to make it a nine-point game was also a mistake. We talked about that as yeah. well. We thought that he was going to go for two. I can understand why he didn't, but we thought he should have gone for two. Two possession game. Yeah. yeah, possession was the possession was worth so much in that game, mm-hmm. where neither defense could stop the other defense. And you're and for those Offense. who are wondering, right? But you're already guaranteed a seven point lead because you're up by seven. So they're not Philadelphia more than likely. They're not going for two if they score a touchdown in that situation. They're going to kick it to tie it. And so you're working a, not with house money, but you're in a position where even if you fail the two-point conversion, you're up by seven, and you're in a position that you're still going to get the ball back with the, uh, the chance to win that game. So and Philadelphia went right down the field and scored. Yep. I mean, the, when, when after that and the two-point conversion, Kansas City got the ball back, immediately our conversation in the back room was, it's not just about Kansas City scoring. Mm-hmm. They've got to take away the whole clock. Because as soon as they give this ball back to Philadelphia, Philadelphia is going to score. So... Kansas City, just phenomenal drive. The long run by Mahomes, whatever he was on. We don't need to just determine how he took the drugs, <laughs> if there were drugs. If. Allegedly there were drugs. But whatever he was on, he had that long run, his longest of the season, and then, of course, the holding penalty. But they had to they had to eat the whole clock as well. They couldn't just run down the field and score a touchdown. Philadelphia would have just scored one right back. From a prop standpoint, how happy were you that Devonta Smith fell out of bounds at like the two-yard line after that big catch and did not score a touchdown? <laughs> it was big for us because then, to, to what I said earlier, then yeah. Hurts scored the touchdown sure. and we'd already paid the Hurts betters. So, that, yeah, that was a very significant play for us. And we mentioned the Octopus. For those who do not know, the Octopus, of course, is a player that scores a touchdown and then scores the ensuing two-point conversion. That was Jalen Hurts immediately after that. Devonta Smith gets it, falls out of bounds at the two, uh, and then at a first and goal, Jalen Hurts runs it in for two yards and then scores the two-point conversion running to the left. And it's funny, so it's one of those, first off, how much, you guys say you get everything. Did you, you guys put that up, right? Yeah, we had the octopus up. Yeah. Actually, we, we uh, I don't know if I told you this yet, Jay, we disciplined the employee who came up with the idea. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay. that person, there was uh, some significant discipline there. 14 to 1. Yeah, and then we praised John because we his prop idea we won on. There you go, So see? we were talking about how great John was, and then, you know, we fired this other Did guy. Did we? Are you sure we I got a cut of that? that, right? Oh, absolutely. Do I at least get uh, a free drink ticket when I walk out of here? Oh, well, maybe half a drink. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll talk <laughs> about price. it. 
half price. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have half drink tickets? Hey, we should mention. So the Eagles, like to your guys' point about like everything that happens, like it, it kind of gets missed in the shuffle. Like to your point about paying out all these Hurts touchdowns, that was two plays at right about the two-yard line that worked in your guys' favor. Because Kenneth Gainwell had a touchdown early in that game. It was like the first drive, but he gets turned away. And that was Hurts really punches bad. it in. Gainwell first touchdown and Gainwell touchdown were really bad. They were so bad in terms of bad what? for the book. They're yeah. bad for the right. So we we really got we got lucky in a lot of areas. Uh, the the only one the only prop we got uh, whatever unlucky on was we had a Hertz index prop and he I think he threw for three hundred and four yards mm-hmm. and it was that exact number like that group of ten or twenty yards we yep. got buried on and all the other increments around it we did very well on uh, that was really bad for us but there were so many little things in the prop throughout the game that we got lucky on that, that made our numbers look better. Yeah, that goes back to looking at the game. Final score, 73 points. You know, you would have, in years past, we would have taken a bath on the props, mm-hmm. but we got a lot of good breaks. I mean, the Hurts three touchdowns, Gainwell falling short, Smith falling short, those type of things really helped us out. Kelsey not scoring a touchdown. Was, in the second that, half. That was so big. Second half. And he went under his receptions. By a half. By a yeah. half. Went but over receiving yards, but would under receiving. If, if, like, if that last touchdown pass had been from Mahomes to Kelsey instead of to Sky Moore, we had a big, like Jay's right, we had a guy that made a big bet on Kelsey to score a touchdown in the first and second half, mm-hmm. which we thought for sure we were going to lose because he scored a touchdown on like the first drive of the game. And then he also stayed under his receptions. He didn't. Uh, that, that just saved us so much money. So then we get to the big moment, the moment. Third and six, Philadelphia seven-yard line. Uh, no, excuse me. That was a third and eight at the Philadelphia 15. Um, the Chiefs are up. It's 154 left on the clock. And they run what they've been running to kill the Eagles in the second half, right? These motions inside and then cutting back out into a little bit of a, like a wheel route kind of mm-hmm. to Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the pass falls incomplete. Looks like it's going to be fourth and eight and that they're going to kick a field goal to take a lead but give just about two minutes left to Philadelphia. Uh, not the case. You get a flag. James Bradbury has called for defensive holding. That is four yards. It's automatic first down. And... What do they do, of course? Well, you just run out the clock. You burn the timeouts for Philly. You kick a field goal to take a lead with eight seconds left, and you ultimately win Super Bowl 57. Uh, so I'll just ask both of you. Holding? Yes? No? Are you in? Well, we someone told me, John, did you tell me that he admitted Bradbury did oh, he admit? Did. Afterwards. He did. He, yeah, Bradbury, he said he Bradbury held him, said he right? grabbed his jersey. He hoped they can I just say, before we get into this conversation, everybody keeps sharing these stills. They're sharing the incorrect moment in which the penalty was called. He grabbed the jersey when Juju Smith-Schuster turned and broke in the other direction during motion. It was not when he had his hand on his back when he was going up. Just to correct everybody out there, you can see a literal jersey pull in those. Don't you think – we all watch a lot of football. Mm -hmm. Don't you think if it had been that bad that Juju Smith would have immediately started crying like every receiver does every time? I mean, the the fact that Juju Smith didn't even react to it. I mean, obviously I'm glad they called holding – it was great for us. I think that's bad on Juju, actually, because they all do they it, all and they do, do it. sell it a, a lot. Oh, absolutely so true. He, yeah, the he fact he didn't react at all, that makes me very, very surprised they threw the flag, relieved that they threw the flag. Mm-hmm. But normally these guys, they're like soccer players. I mean, they, they every time they're looking for a flag or looking for a penalty, they yeah. can't wait to throw up their arm. That's why I think. That should be a penalty. I think that this should be a penalty. <laughs> there, there'd be there'd be so many I mean, penalties. Two out of three passes end up that way, right? Oh, Incomplete absolutely. passes. Yeah. You got the receiver doing that, the and it's just so irritating. The fact that I agree with you completely. The fact that he didn't react at all, I'm very surprised they called that. It was maybe it was holding, but it was very minimal. It was. 
And, and I, I think so. well, part of the <laughs> kind of yeah. The, no, well, I, I agree. The I, complaints around this, I, I think, because the, the lot is I've heard a lot of like you don't call that in that moment. Well, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. Like you do yeah. call it right at the end of the Bengals Chiefs game, for example. He was pushed late out of bounds. You call that? Well, that, that guy was that was like. I mean, that, that guy was, like, way right, out of bounds. But, but what I'm saying is part of the discourse is, like, oh, just let him settle it on the field. Now, if it's a penalty, yeah. it's a penalty. You call it. Why would you choose that voice for that, for uh, that comment? That's, that's Twitter tough guy who's complaining <laughs> okay. about something. Twitter? Uh, no one complains on Twitter. Um, it's this troller it's voice. Po- it's a very positive yeah. space, it's for a, sure. It's a medium of a lot of happy individuals exchanging I've ideas. I've never so. hated myself while scrolling through Twitter. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but but it, I think part of the, like, the issue with the discourse is, like, you shouldn't be complaining that it got called there. The problem should be they did not call it consistently throughout the game. Like, yeah. in that moment, that's a penalty. Your complaint should be, then call it consistently throughout the entire game because then when you call it in that moment, it seems like it's, you know, whatever you want to complain about in that yeah, moment. I agree. But isn't that every game? But for the most part, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. It's like you should happens. make your officials full-time. I mean, come on. And not over the age of 60. Did you? I, I give McKinnon what does that a mean? lot of credit, yeah, by the way. That's an ageist did, comment, John. Did you guys see, I mean, oh, when, when he was rolling out, right, or running into the end zone, McKinnon, and then he kneeled down, I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. I thought he was going to score. So did I. I mean, it didn't oh. look obvious to me. I was, yeah. I was screaming, I mean, please get down. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't see that. And, and I, we I, had McKinnon, uh, McKinnon score one. a touchdown. was really bad for us, yes. too. Yep. So that the end of the I game, mean, we we were very fortunate in a number of ways there. The last few plays of that game, that uh, that opens up a lot of like Jay. To your point, if I'm Philadelphia, I'm picking McKinnon up and carrying him into the end zone because you need that ball back. But once he gave himself up, I mean, it well, was over. There were a couple of defenders nearby, and like it looked like they had given I, up. Like I'm shoving him as hard I as I can. I, I thought they kind of sold a, it pretty yeah. good. I thought the you know the Eagles. It wasn't like they laid down and they yeah. fell on their backs. I mean, yeah. they they played it out because you do have to sell it yeah. in case McKinnon doesn't recognize it. And uh, I thought, you know, again, when he was coming around this, the, the left side there, yeah. I thought he was going to score. And right at the last second, it was like, wow, he did remember because it didn't look like he was thinking about it as he was going left. It'd be really funny if there was an actual physical struggle of like Fletcher Cox lifting right. him off his feet and trying to carry him into the end zone. And he's resisting going in like be great. a child not going into the bathtub. Wouldn't you love it? That'd be be awesome. a, on football's biggest stage, too. That'd be awesome. For, for that <laughs> that's, what we've, that's what we've come to. That's to what, that's what, I think that would be great. I would laugh. So let, there's a couple of things from this before we get to this, uh, the, the big picture after we move forward. First off, um, we should probably give – I thought Andy Reid was brilliant in the second half. Mm-hmm. Outside, of, outside of just you know, the moment where we thought, yeah, maybe you should probably go for two. It's not something you're going to kill him over. But – the adjustments that they made, and essentially, like, I thought, like, I compared it to, I'll bring it back to basketball because I'm a nerd, but essentially they were slipping screens, right? Because the Eagles were just, they were switching off guys every time in some of those motions. So you're like, all right, screw it. We're just going to slip this guy back out the opposite way that we're motioning him. Yeah. They did it twice on both of those touchdowns, and both of those times the Eagles were completely flummoxed oh, and yeah. both yeah. dudes were wide open. And that's a good defense, too. Yep. So you got to give, I mean, the way they executed it and then read play calling was just tremendous. Yeah. I mean, they fooled. A very good defense a number of times in that second half. Great adjustments. Well, a defense, they are a very good defense, but I'll be, I'll, I'll nitpick a little bit. I mean, look at the quarterbacks they got to play against this season. Mm-hmm. Look oh, at the I quarter- saw that. And, and, and now they're playing against Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes allegedly on something, maybe, I guess. And uh, it was a big difference between that and playing against Josh Johnson. I feel like when Josh you phrase Johnson. it, when you phrase it, like sorry, that, Josh. What do you mean, John? When he's on something, maybe I, allegedly. 
I don't know if he was. I wasn't, I wasn't in the locker room. Mm, that's what I did. Um, actually, at the Westgate I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I brought this the, the trend up to you guys again when you talk about strength of schedule for these teams heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, that, st- that was solid again. So now, as yeah. you move forward since 2000, remember this for next year. When you have a strength of schedule with at least 10 different, you know, ranks differential, the, chi- the team that has the better strength of schedule heading into the Super Bowl by at least 10 spots is now 11 and 3 straight up. And what is that, 9 and 5 ATS? Whatever that is? Nine and f- yeah, yeah, 9 and 5 ATS. Yeah. So. There's some other gonna, stats I'm there. Not gonna I mean, remember the number one defense versus the number one offense, mm-hmm. right? That's the first time the number one offense beat the number one defense. Huh? Well, as far I as I know, know that. in a long time. Also, anyway. the first time since what? Kurt Warner won the MVP in the Super Bowl was it ninety nine or whatever it was. Yep. Uh, first time that 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 uh, that got snapped in terms of the MVP winner winning the Super Bowl. So that was a good market for us too. Mahomes MVP. That's okay. I was going to ask you how that we worked. We did very out? well. Yeah. On well, we needed one of the two. We needed one of the quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we were kind of concerned about Bolton a little bit. <laughs> I actually I mean, I thought 300 to about that back then. Yeah, yeah, 300 to 1. Yeah. Well, yeah. when he got that second touchdown where it looked like he was going to get it be a yes. second touchdown, I'm sure yeah. all of you were like, "No, come on. What do we uh, a lot of a lot of tightness Von in there. A lot of nervousness. Very nervous. Day. It's a nervy day. You guys made it out on top. We did. Okay. You'll, you'll stay open, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're open. Okay. Through Wednesday. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> Three-day extension. You're so open that we already have uh, futures available for Super Bowl 58. Can I ask you, Jay, this might be more in your wheelhouse cuz I think you're a little older than John. This not this used to not right. be the case, right? Like in terms of day, like day of the Super Bowl being finished, future odds are up, or even before that year's Super Bowl is done, future odds for next year are up. You used to have to wait for these, didn't you? No, we didn't have to wait for them. We posted them. You always, you've always posted Super Bowl futures like the day of the Super Bowl. No, no, no. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we post it. We normally post it right around the championship games. Okay. Yeah. That's what we normally do. Okay. As long I'm as talking like here, back in the day when it was like the Hilton, you know, and still writing on chalkboards. As far as I could. I worked at the Hilton. We didn't have chalkboards. Dry erase. Or dry erase sports. Okay. Yeah. We were modern. Most of the time. Yeah, but most of the time, going way back, I mean, I can't remember. You know, we've always prided ourselves. that That's kind of how we found our niche in the business of trying to be first to market on a lot of things. And okay. cer- certainly posting the Super Bowl odds was one of them. But uh, for the most part, it was always right around the championship games. I can remember being a teller here what, the year that the Patriots were going into the Super Bowl 18-0. and 0, And people were betting on them to win this, the following year's Super Bowl at like plus 120. Wow. Because you know, they were 18-0 and 0, or maybe maybe plus one. And they weren't mistaking that for that year's Super Bowl? No, no, no. They no. were getting a good they just, they just, That does happen. But as a teller, I would always say, like, you, should, you know what this is for. And they were like, yeah, yes, I think they're going to win next year, too. Plus 120. They they failed to make the playoffs that year. So yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Brady I got. can get the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at 6-1. to one. Well, that that does happen. That that That's something that we deal with almost every year, too. Yes. I haven't heard anything. No. No, no, yeah. no. But uh, yeah. normally that happens a, a couple of times each year where people are betting, uh, you know, they want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. They see the odds, 6-1. Yeah. to one. That's next year's Super Bowl, sir. Yeah, that's a tough gaming complaint. So, well, I thought I bet this year's game. Okay, well, your ticket says 2023-2024 on it. Super Bowl 5-8. Yeah. 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 You, gotta, you guys don't use Roman numerals. That'd be confusing. Check your ticket, sir. Super Bowl favorites, co-favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Chiefs and Bills at 6-1. to one. Eagles 49ers at eight to one. Then you get into the uh, double digits. Bengals at ten to one. Cowboys at sixteen to one. Mm-hmm. Then Chargers, Ravens, and Jags all at the twenty to one line. All right, give me somebody that's over twenty to one. Oh, I think this was. I think this is an easy pick, and I think everybody's. Wait, going everyone's going to pick the same team. Okay, why? What is it? Detroit. No. Oh, Detroit's going to be like Actually, the big. That, that's going to be the big trendy team next year. 
Let me double check and see what you guys got on the team that I thought it was an easy choice to do this. I like about. Detroit too. Okay. Maybe I think Detroit's just, good. Don't get me. Maybe wrong. I'm just one of the masses. I like Jared Goff. I think he's. How many quarterbacks in the NFC are better than Jared Goff? Twenty-five. Who? Name them. <laughs> name no, seriously. <laughs> name no, name starting probably. quarterbacks better than Jared Goff in the NFC. Oh, in the NFC. In the NFC. Let's see here. Jalen Hurts is better. Mm-hmm. Who? Purdy. Stafford? I don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that one. I don't know Stafford. about that. Our producers are chiming well, in. I'm in Stafford. One of our, one of our producers on just sat back in his chair. He's Stop. thinking it's Justin what, Fields, but he won't what say, did he say it. Just, oh, just stay geez. there. Oh, you did say it. I can't. We didn't say the fastest quarterback. Okay, no, let's see. He's right. the best quarterback. Golf, All right, so is, Dak, golf is pretty good. Dak Prescott's better. Jalen Hurts is better. Jalen Hurts, I give you that. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will consider him part of the NFC. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about guys that are definitely going to be in the NFC. but he's still under contract for an NFC team. Okay. All right. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, let's see. I don't know about Desmond that. Ritter, future no. Carolina Panthers quarterback Derek Carr. You say Daniel Jones too. I've <laughs> seen. I've maybe heard two names so far that I think are better than, than, than Kyler Goff. Murray. Don't, uh, I don't see. agree with that at all. Matt Stafford, Kyler, Murray. all three quarterbacks on the 49ers roster, and Geno Smith. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, I don't know what you're watching. Wow. Uh, I don't agree with that. Oh, by you. So you want my team? That's uh, Kyler Murray. You want Wait, my, I'm going to go with the Lions, by the way. Oh, you're going to go with the Lions? Yep. Oh, you guys got to get a little bit riskier. Yeah, what? He's tw- they're 25 to 1. Broncos. What do you want? Broncos. Broncos. Let's we go. Sh- oh, I thought we were talking about someone in the NFC. Okay. Right. No, he said anybody better no, than 25 yeah, to right. I think, okay. you know what, Denver's problem is going to be, because I, I I know where you're going. I think that they I think they got rid of the biggest bonehead coach in the whole league. Correct. And they got a very good coach in Sean Payton, so Correct. I get it. I think the problem is going to be the division. You know, you still got Kansas City, and the Chargers are really good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that the Chargers are rolling, running it back with the same coach, but they're very good. And I think I'm Herbert's one that. of the best players in the league. I I think you've hit on pretty much all the points. I also think the the burying Russ Wilson. We've got a much larger sample size that Russell Wilson is inadequate to very good quarterback in the NFL. I'm with you. And under Sean Payton, I think that thing could get uh, righted relatively quickly. And if they're going to still be like even near the same defense that they were this year, and you know, not the last six weeks, the unit that just pretty much quit because they were like, screw this, our offense sucks, and they're not giving us any chance, mm-hmm. going to be pretty good. Well, Are you sucking need, up to Jay they, with that pick? They, what's that? I'm, I'm trying to get that half drink it, the drink ticket to a full drink ticket by the time I get out of here. Oh, it's going to take a more than that, John. <laughs> <laughs> we got a budget here. Broncos 40, 45 to 1. Yeah, I already bet him. Yep, you did. Yeah, I did. Are you a every year just in case type of guy or what? Well, I'm every year after Super Bowl Fifty yep. when they won. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> and I didn't have anything on them because I kept on telling everybody that Peyton couldn't throw it more than fifteen yards. He couldn't and throw it more. No, than 15 he couldn't. Yards. And I was like, "There's no way this team can win the Super Bowl <laughs> with a quarterback that can't throw it more than yeah. fifteen yards." Yep, that was pretty sound logic. Wrong, honestly. <laughs> no, no picks for the Commanders, aka the football team. Uh, I mean, who's playing quarterback? Sam Howell. Ooh, yeah, no, I'll pass. Maybe Sam Howell's better than Jared Goff. I mean, we're going to include all the guys I mean, you included. So, in all in all honesty, right? Any quarterback, <laughs> Sam you said Howell. We, we really, so John, because you mentioned the, we've talked about this a couple of times now when it came to the Eagles. In reality, what this is going to be about for any of these teams next year is if you have one of the easier schedules in the National Football League in yeah. a team that is just adequate, you have a really good shot of racking up wins and putting yourself in position to make a Super Bowl. If you look at just the last few years, we have had kind of like I call them newcomers each year, right? We have had the Bengals breakthrough. We've had the Philadelphia Eagles breakthrough. You know, I don't know if you want to consider the Rams breaking through when they got, um, you know, Matt Stafford, but it seemed like that was going to be the case because they were kind of in neutral before they got him. Mm-hmm. Regardless, there's always kind of like a new face that shows up, and a lot of it ties into what your schedule looks like that year. Yeah. And, like, I think that's part of it, too, with the Broncos, Jay, is, like, 
one of the things that's going to help them is the way they finish this year, they're going to have an easier schedule given their strength of schedule for next year. I agree with you as far as Wilson. You know, look at his sample size for the last three or four games after they got rid of him. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, they still need some speed on the outside. Judy did start showing some of that at the tail end, but I still think they need another uh, receiver. Maybe Patrick will, you know, come back healthy. Williams is a big question mark. If they can get Williams back, you know, running the ball um, the way he was this year, then they're they're set on offense. But uh, their defense is going to be fantastic once again. So it's not a really bad pick, but I do agree with what John's saying. I mean, you look at maybe seven or – Maybe seven out of eight the top quarterbacks in the the league are you know reside in the AFC. They're all in the AFC. Yeah, outside, yeah. right? Outside a couple golf, right? Would you put golf no. uh, in the top eight? No, I, I just think all the good ones Love are in the Jared AFC. Goff. Yeah. I just think all the good ones are the. I mean, I'd, and then we haven't even discussed this. What if the rumors are true and the Raiders actually do get Aaron Rodgers? That would make it Denver's path that much harder because you've already sure. got Kansas City and the Chargers. I think the one team, if they got a quarterback that could be interesting, is New Orleans because their defense is really good. They've got some really good playmakers. I think Olave is, like, awesome. He's just waiting to break out and be, like, one of the five best receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a quarterback. So, so I, What I, about I, the Jets? Jets are a quarterback away, yeah, right? the Jets too, but they're in the AFC. If I was a, right. if I was one of these QBs, I'd be looking at the NFC where the path is just so much easier. Sure. Look at all the quarterbacks that made the playoffs in the NFC this year. The AFC is, is, is just – it's brutal out there. There's so many stud quarterbacks. You got to think Trevor Lawrence is going to mm-hmm. take another jump next year. And they're all young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this brings us to well, because we're going to take a, a little break on the Oddsmakers podcast um, in terms of like the timeline um, for the episodes. But before we get out of here for this episode, bringing up free agency, which is looming, as is the draft. Outside of Aaron Rodgers, I think like Derek Carr is obviously the big name. As we recorded this, he gets uh, released. So that is going to be a name to watch on the market. I think, John, to your point, I don't even know if it's like the Saints are going to be a good team. I think it's either one of those NFC South teams. I think if it's Carolina or if it's New Orleans, Carr can be an impact type guy. Yeah. Now, from a future standpoint, how much is a Derek Carr worth to like a futures odds, like Super Bowl? Like, and I don't think a team's going from like 50 to. 20 to 1, but what, 50 I, I to 40? The only reason you'd adjust it is because of the perception. Like, yeah. Jay, you know, like every time we do this and a quarterback moves teams, everybody bets it. Mm-hmm. So you just lower it because the whole market is betting it and everybody's coming down. I don't think Derek Carr is worth much, but he would be an upgrade over the quarterbacks of a few of those NFC South teams. And, and I think that there's like the shell of a good team on a few of these teams. The other one to keep an eye on if the Ravens tagged Lamar Jackson, he could be traded. If they do the non-exclusive tag, they anybody could trade two first-round picks to the Ravens for him. Mm-hmm. I think that there would be some interest in that. And it might be the best thing for him to get out of the AFC where he is maybe like the fifth or sixth best quarterback and go to the NFC where maybe he could be the best quarterback. Second best behind Jared Goff. Behind Jared Goff, That's right. of course. <laughs> but no, Lamar Jackson, if he went to the right – situation in the nfc i think maybe he that'd be a much clearer path to a super bowl for him than going up against mahomes and lawrence and burrow and allen and deshaun watson and herbert hurts though i don't know about that i i don't know i don't see it hurts uh hurts impressed me a lot in the super bowl but he's in a very good very good situation there although i sure he did impress me a lot on sunday no mm, i don't know they just lost shane steichen to the indianapolis colts former UNLV quarterback shane steichen so. 
Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, those, how long ago was that? That was like early 2000s. 20 years ago. Oh, okay. That's 20 years ago. That was the early 2000s. Those yeah. Eagles offensive linemen are getting a little bit older. Kelsey's 35. I heard Lane Johnson is going to have off-season surgery. I mean, it's he's not going to have the best offensive line in the league in the league forever. Mm-hmm. But so we'll, we'll see what happens there. All right, guys. So what are you guys going to do next? You're going to go put up draft props here in the next couple of days. How's that going to go? <laughs> The NFL draft? I yeah. think we petitioned to never take that again. Isn't that <laughs> what we asked for? Combine's coming up in two weeks, and then you get a free agency. You have a lot of stuff going on. You know, John, there are other sports. Uh, tr- you're talking there to me. Let's other, go. There I'm, are other sports out there. Uh, I mean, I'm petitioning that, uh, you know, the Ozmakers keeps running this thing through uh, before college basketball I think ch- there, conference championship. There was an idea of a, of a John Von Tobel, Jay Cornegay NBA daily show. Right. Yes. It was Jay's idea. You down so with that? What do you think? Are you on board? I love it. Thanks. I'll listen every day. We'll just talk about the Denver Nuggets. I don't know. I assume <laughs> are you a Nuggets fan? You a big Jokic guy? No, I used to be. Right. Back in the ABA days. We are not. Oh, big, you used uh, to be. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, you used to be I a mean, Jokic guy. It was a long time ago. I mean, Dan Issel, <laughs> Kiki Vandeway, that's okay. kind of. Superbook Sports is not Lafayette a Jokic. Lever, J.R. Dunn. We are not Jokic fans. Oh, okay. All right. No. No? A lot of liability or what? I like watching the guy, though. I've seen him. Oh, he's you know, awesome. Oh he God. is fun to watch. See, look, I'm already getting him in on the uh, the Ozmakers NBA yeah, version. As we awesome. forward. College basketball, though, is more important because that's about to take center stage here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. College basketball becomes the main sport here. As soon as the Super Bowl ends, every, the main so fo- sport is college hoops. It's through all the college hoops. College I mean, basketball will carry the day for us. I, Even the last part of February, this month, it's still going to be packed. Every day, it just feels like there's about 150 games a day mm-hmm. leading up to those conference tournaments. Hey. The conference tournaments are busy, too. If anybody wants oh, to watch sure. one of those 150 games, how about this? You can come see us at the Superbook at the West Gay Las Vegas or the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado, or the newly added Taft Sale House in Cincinnati. I heard Jay's got a picture up there already. Tore it up when he was out there in Cincy, huh? But they replaced it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And as always, you can follow us on social, Superbook Sports, Superbook.com. Stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. It's been a great football season, but we are not done by any stretch. We'll talk to you soon here on The Oddsmakers, presented by Superbook Sports. You've been locked into The Oddsmakers Podcast. The Oddsmakers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Oddsmakers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.